Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and the Biden secret document scandal worsens by the day. But really, what did you expect? I don't think many of us are surprised by the FBI's discovery of yet another cache of top-secret documents in the possession of President Biden. I think we're all well beyond surprises when it comes to this impaired, immoral puppet president who consistently bears out our low notion of the man's character, his capacity, and conduct. It appears the president's attorneys have reached a similar view of their client, and those lawyers, led by prominent Democrat lawyer Bob Bauer, apparently asked that the FBI go to Biden's Wilmington residence and search for more top-secret documents. His attorney asked for that search. Imagine that. Where's the FBI? Where's search and seizure? The SWAT teams, what's going on? What the FBI found was the fifth stash of top-secret documents found in Biden's residence and the Chinese-funded Penn Biden Center, and the second such discovery since the White House had said there were no more documents to be discovered. And these latest documents reportedly go back to Biden's years in the Senate. Biden said last week he had no regrets. I'm fairly sure if he didn't then, he surely does now. It's unclear whether the latest discovery contributed to the announcement over the weekend that Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, is leaving the White House and doing so in something of a hurry, sometime around the State of the Union address coming up in less than two weeks. The Marxist Dems' unified front has held through Biden's first two years, but now it's straining under the pressure of these unrelenting scandals and the congressional corruption investigations into the president, his family's business dealings, border and immigration policies. Even Congressman Adam Schiff has said he's worried that national security has been breached. In my opinion, this scandal blows up the Jack Smith special counsel as well. A joke to begin with and even worse now. And it certainly complicates Biden's decision to run for a second term. You may remember that's why the Marxist Dems started two special counsels to go after President Trump and, oh yes, two presidential impeachments. We'll see what happens. Republicans are in a strong advantage now, control of the House of Representatives, control of all its committees, of course, and investigations are already underway. They'll be dominating the headlines for much, if not all, of this year. Not good for Biden and the Marxist Dems. But there is a building political public perception problem for the Republicans. They've decided to take on the Democrats over the debt ceiling and why they would want to give the Marxist Dems a gift with which to distract the voters from what are likely to be a string of big GOP wins. The Biden hearing and investigations championing middle-class Americans standing up for working men and women and their families 
taking back control of the southern border from the drug cartels. There's just no excuse for the Republicans to hand the Dems the gifts of distraction and the bats and clubs to beat the GOP over the head, as they always have in debates over the debt ceiling issue. The Republicans have never won that debate. It's up to Speaker McCarthy, and I hope he decides to defer what is a losing issue for the GOP. My friend Steve Bannon and I usually agree on nearly all policy and political issues. But for some strange reason, he strongly disagrees with me on the debt ceiling issue. Steve Bannon, former Trump chief strategist and advisor, CEO of Trump's 2016 campaign, Wall Streeter, naval officer, now host of the popular podcast Bannon's War Room. We continue our heated discussion about why the Republican Party wants to take on a fight they've never won the policy and politics of the debt ceiling. Here now is my friend Steve Bannon on what I say is a loser for the Republicans, and he says, well, I'm just wrong. Here's Steve with his views. Uh, I strongly suggest they're deeply flawed, but nonetheless, here he is, Steve Bannon. I pride myself in taking tough tough stances so that you bring the negotiations closer to where you want to get. On this, I, I, let's step back for a second. The only way... This death scene. Let's talk about the death scene. The only way we would def- a default on the uh, on the securities issued by the United States are backed up by the full faith and credit of the United States, which would be thirty two trillion dollars now face amount at Treasury, and another remember nine and a half trillion dollars on the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. Right. So right now, and, and this is what Israelis are going to jack and be much higher. But I think right now the um, the um, interest payments, it looks like looking forward now to, you know, to the end of this fight, at least for this year, is roughly five to six hundred billion dollars of interest. And it's kicking mm-hmm. up both numbers, five to six hundred billion dollars, probably a trillion dollars next year, but five to six hundred billion dollars. We know from the numbers that just came in last year because of the Trump tax cuts and what the Trump tax cuts did increasing the overall economy. That the total revenues, Lou, on just taxes, fees, and, uh, and Trump tariffs are going to be around four and a half to maybe $5 trillion of cash. Mm-hmm. A Secretary of the Treasury, Joe Biden's regime secretary, would have to willfully, willfully miss an interest payment or any of the face amount of the debt that comes through and has to be rolled this year. So um, we have the cash coming in. You have the full cash to make all the payments associated with Social Security, not just the retirement package of Social Security, but also, which I know people are talking about, is about the disability, which has many, many problems. But all of Social Security can be paid for. All of Medicare can be paid for on what we call our prioritization of plans. So there will be no default of government securities. The United States government is impossible, mathematically impossible to default on that debt unless Janet Yellen, and she will be the Secretary of Treasury because they can't get anybody confirmed in this period. Mm-hmm. She's the most incompetent in history. Unless she willfully skips an interest payment or unless she willfully skips a, uh, a face amount, period. So full stop. Right. There can be no – and we, we have to get out of the thing of letting them use nomenclature and driver process. Here's what we need right now. It's very simple. They have what they call extraordinary measures – which will take them at least till you know July and August. And I think it goes a lot further because some of these are non-contractual. But let's say they say they can get to June, July, August. Okay. Let me let me, let me right just now. interject if I may. Yes, by by my reading, we're talking about uh, conservatively 
the middle of June. Uh, we're in the negotiation okay. now. Uh, that gives us about four and a half, five months of padding. But okay. this is this is the ramp toward what will be a diff very different situation. By then, uh, in comes the omnibus at one point seven trillion. In we're we're talking about deficits of a trillion dollars. We're talking about okay. Okay. obligations. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. The financial business model we have for this country right now is not sustainable because, as you mentioned, during this entire time period, because we promised, remember, one of the promises we made is we won't drop an omnibus at the end. They're going to have the 12 different appropriations bill worked on the entire year because they just took, as you know, the yeah. omnibus, the reason they had McConnell passed it is to take the gavel away from the Dobbs, uh, Bannon, Trump, uh, you know, MAGA, MAGA wing of the party. They didn't want us to have that right now because if they had not passed the omnibus, we could literally shut down the FBI today. Okay, they took that away from us. But in this process, as you correctly point out, in the process of negotiating a, a debt limit, an increase in debt limit, which I believe we don't need, but that that discussion, you are passing and putting together the appropriations bill in lieu, as we stand right now. When it'll be another trade, the, the Congressional Budget Office, not Steve Bannon, not Lou Dobbs, not the Great America Show, not War Room, but the Congressional Budget Office is projecting a trillion to a trillion and a half dollar de deficit this year, principally dr driven because of discretionary spending over and above the entitlement programs. Right. It's not sustainable. And we can't sell yeah. the debt. You can only sell excellent, only so Japanese insurance companies, the Chinese Communist Party, the Gulf Emirates are only going to buy so much. So once again, we go into the game of having basically the Federal Reserve buy bonds issued by Treasury that are that are, it's monetizing the debt. So once again, we just print more money. Okay, so we're we're in, we're in a situation of of increasing the debt again. It's not sustainable, and that's why you have to lance the bull now. Here's what I would say to everybody: We're in no hurry. This is the beginning of a negotiation. We crossed the Rubicon, but we're she has plenty of cash to pay it. Here's the only thing we need right now. Is the we need every letter? She sent another letter today, and she's in tracing in Zurich with uh, Lee He, as you know, Lou, the chief mm -hmm. negotiator of the Trump deals, and he's the smartest guy they got. He and Wan Shishan. Here's what we need today. We need we need every one of her letters, <laughs> Lou, is absent any numbers. Do you understand the Biden administration? Had, they keep telling us this. Well, hey, maybe you maybe it's June and maybe it's not. I don't know. You don't well, know. So far, Most important, Kevin McCarthy doesn't know. So far, <laughs> I have to say, not only is the Biden White House not very good with numbers, I haven't seen any numbers coming from uh, Kevin McCarthy's office either. And, but, okay, okay, and what you're on. saying, but so hang I want to... I hang, hang on, I, hang on. Okay, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Having done this for a living at Goldman and my firm, we don't, the last thing we need to do is put it, we don't, how can we put a deal out? Because they're saying, put your deal last thing on, on, on Stephanie Rule, who's a former banker. They're mm -hmm. hammering us. Where's McCarthy's deal? Where's the deal? Hang on. We have, how can we give a bid when we haven't seen the ask? What, I, what we need right now is something very simple. Janet Yellen and the Biden regime slash administration needs to come forward with their financial model that actually shows us, right? The projected tax revenues, what the debt is, how the waterfall and how it rolls off, what the spending is, and the interconnection with the Federal Reserve of how they've been paying for it today and how the Federal Reserve, because Lou Mercatus, I'll get this over to you. I haven't done it because I've just gone through it myself. Mercatus, the great group, as you know, over George Mason, 
they have an analysis of the nine and a half trillion dollars on the on, on the balance sheet of the Fed that we're sitting on a trillion dollar loss because interest the inverted yield curve interest rates have exploded. So they used to make money off of, off of the Fed's balance sheet. Now they actually could have been sitting on a one trillion dollar loss from what they did in the pandemic. Here's my point. The U.S. government, Janet Yellen, the Treasury, and the Biden regime, to start this entire process needs to show us a financial model that the Republican House can respond to. And I keep telling the Republican House, don't do your own model, because you're just guessing. You don't have access to the information. The Treasury, the Federal Reserve, and the Biden White House have this information. To me, they have to come forward. Once they come forward, then you can start to then you can start to 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 look at alternatives. But I, I am an absolute dead ender on this. Not one penny increase to the debt ceiling. You're not going to touch Social Security. You're not going to touch Medicare. And by the way, Lou, as you know, and you've rightly pointed out, they are going to be on the airwaves every day saying the heartless Republicans, the mean Republicans. But yep. it's not sustainable. The American people, I think, understand this because, as you rightly point out, by the time we get into the hard negotiations, we're going to be have to pass next year's fiscal year, because we've promised, Lou, we've made a commitment, it's going to be by September 30th, a, 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 a appropriations bill and a budget for the U.S. government will be passed for next fiscal year before September 30th. So you're absolutely correct. We're going to negotiate both of these at the same time, and I'm telling people, hey, it's another trillion and a half dollar deficit next year. And guess what? Next year and next year and next year. Unless we lance the boil now, we're just kicking the can down the road. And I tell people, you got to strap in because it's going to get intense like you can't believe. You're going to be called every name in the book. And MAGA are going to be called the extremists that are that have the world's economy on, uh, on, on, the, on the tip of the edge of the cliff about to go over. I, I think that that sounds adventurous, Steve. <laughs> I, <laughs> but does that sound like I'm about to disagree with you? Uh, the the reality is this. You talked about the $9 trillion uh, sitting on the Fed's uh, balance sheet. They've been rolling it off at about, uh, well, they've rolled off maybe a half trillion dollars tops uh, is in the last uh, six months. They wanted to go 50. They've gone 20 uh, per month. Uh, and the truth of the matter is we are looking at a Fed balance, and this is really in the weeds, folks, and I'm sorry oh, for oh, doing this. Sure the audience, you understand, as, as they've been doing the quantitative tightening, not what they told us was they've been taking off. Lou, as they roll that off, my understanding, I'll get you the Mercatus paper, they've rolled that off at a profit. They've actually rolled that off at a profit. That profit they've sent back to Treasury to, I think, a couple of hundred billion dollars of, of, of hundred billion dollars of profit. So that roll off is profitability. The nine and a half trillion is sitting in. Now, I think because of where interest rates are gone, I think Mercatus basically assumes it, it, it has done the math that it's a trillion dollar loss, another one that's going to be picked up by you, by the by citizens. On top of, remember, the interest cost this year, it looks like the new budget, is going to be an additional uh, almost a trillion dollars. Let me so put that interest point. cost. It's not, it's not sustainable. Uh, it's not sustainable, but it's not sustainable for the Fed to be holding at $9 trillion either. Uh, and to make no and to make this clear, in 2008, the balance sheet was somewhere around a, a half trillion dollars. We're now at yeah. a little under nine trillion dollars. We are. <laughs> we way, have blue, not with no congressional no congressional authorization. Exactly. No, they, no, no oversight. They, no nothing. When, when Donald Trump, by the way, let's go back to that. It was about, I think it was about 880 billion dollars on the day that uh, they came into Bush. 
on September 17th, I think it was, or 18th of 2008, that we needed, remember, we needed a trillion dollars in cash the next day or the country was going to, the, the financial system got involved. Bind when, up. and this is Obama's, ter- Obama's reign, when Donald Trump raised his hand on a 20 January of 2017, the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve was four and a half trillion dollars then. That's how much they had juiced the liquidity in the system, and the top 1% made more money under Obama, the most progressive president. What Donald Trump doesn't get credit for is the 2019 year, that magnificent year economically, with this tax cut sticking in, the growth that you know, Lou, we've talked a number of times about the blue-collar workers. What he doesn't get credit for is that he took a trillion dollars off. The, he took a trillion dollars of liquidity off. He, he, he put additional headwinds on the economy because he knew he had to shrink the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. It went down to about three and a half, I think it was $3.6 trillion at its lowest under Donald J. Trump. And, and quite frankly, he never took the credit I thought he should take from that because that that gets li- excess liquidity out of the system and lets the little guy have a better shot. That's what Donald Trump did in 18 and 19 to turn this thing around and actually presented us with an economy that uh, we, we, we will not see the likes of again, sir, for quite a while. Well, I, you know, that's the likely scenario for the for the future. But it's also, as we know, it's a. It's a wondrous mechanism, this economy of ours. So I, I have faith that we can correct this once we reach the the level of willpower required on the part of the electorate to, to deal with it. Uh, to that point, my point is this. We have a Fed that is screwed up. We are in unknown uh, territory when it comes to rolling off debt uh, and securities from uh, the the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. We are in unknown territory when we look at interest rates being tripled over the course of 12 months. We now know that the the interest on the national debt uh, is more than double what it was just about a year ago because of the increase in interest rates, and they're headed higher. There's no doubt about that. How high is critically important. This is the worst possible time for for a new Congress that doesn't have control of the budget and won't until October 1st of 2023. This is baked in. This is Biden's budget. It's Biden's framework. And he is responsible and the Marxist Dems for everything in front of it. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans in the House, where it most uh, matters most, are going to get, they're handing them a bat to hit them over the head consistently, constantly, every damn day, scaring okay. the hell out of both markets. Hang on, hang on. And the, just, no, 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 I, I just let me, let me finish this, yeah. Steve. Yeah. He's, ahead, they're handing them a bat by getting into this silly fight that they have never won in history. And they will, and they are less prepared to do it now because the atmospherics are awful. We are on the precipice of recession. We are in hyperinflation. If what you're saying is that you want Biden to come forward with a plan about raising the debt ceiling and the Republicans should not respond until until he gets it, until he presents it, I'm 100 percent for that. That's kind of what I'm saying, that that, however, I'll say it anyway process, you want me to. I just don't no, no, want no, no. I, First, I got my work cut. I now I got my work cut. I got to get Lou Dobbs on my side. No, I'm an absolute dead end hard a hardliner on this. Not one penny increase to the debt ceiling. Biden can do anything he wants to do, but not one penny decrease. And as Lou Dobbs just pointed out, that ain't going to hack it because this year, even with the Republicans in charge, the deficit of the U.S. government will be at least $1 trillion. 
And so somehow that somehow they had to figure out how to finance that. And so I'm I'm 100%. But here's what I, I know we can't do. We cannot raise the debt limit one penny. But on the current model we have, it's not sustainable. There has to be fundamental change to the way this government's run and to the Federal Reserve that funds it. Right now, the regime, the administrative state, the Marxist Dems have a perfect system. Their perfect system is continue to pass trillion to trillion half dollar deficits every year, continue to have the Federal Reserve just print the money to finance it, and you, you get up, you end up with an FBI all over you, a Department of Justice all over you, home, an open borders, homeland security, letting the, the invasion of the country. So it's not a sustainable model. If Biden comes forward and puts through a plan, people will respond to it. But until that time, I would tell Kevin McCarthy, don't even take a phone call if it's about the debt ceiling. Let him come forward with a plan first. There should be no negotiations. Because first, quite frankly, no, I think I know these numbers as well as anybody. And I will tell you, it's very difficult to get straight answers on the, on the math itself. And as you know, Lou, it, you know, you never do a restructuring. And we have a bankruptcy. We have to look at this as a bankruptcy, a bankruptcy where MAGA right now is the creditors committee. They're the creditors committee. So Biden, to me, the Biden regime has to come forward and put together a plan. And let's see what the plan is to get to a sustainable financial and economic model for the country. Let me take you back to your days on Wall Street. If these markets get a whiff, that there is going to be the possibility, in addition to a $9 trillion uh, Federal Reserve balance sheet uh, that's being, uh, that they can't even roll off right now because they're raising rates. Think about, by the way, that's another issue here. The Fed is committed to raising interest rates, which has the greatest impact on its two goals, uh, its uh, mandated goals, which is to preserve high uh, employment in this country. They're going to kill employment in this country uh, if they continue to raise rates. Secondly, they could achieve the same goals by rolling off that debt from the balance sheet. And that is not even being discussed by anyone in the, in the business press. It's not being discussed by any of the politicos of either party. It is the only smart thing to do to avoid the pain that Jerome Powell has promised. Isn't that great when a Fed chair promises pain? Uh, and at the same time, we have a federal government that is out of its mind, but it's been out of its mind uh, for quite a long time. And the Republicans have bought into it. Mitch McConnell uh, and Kevin McCarthy signed off on the omnibus. They could have had a fight. They could have been. They could have not facilitated. They're partners in that. They got us in the the the, the controlled opposition of the Republican Party and the eighteen collaborationists are, are are guilty. There's no doubt. That's what we got here with. But that is MAGA is hardcore assignment. Just once again. It is impossible. The only way we can default on the debt, and I mean miss an interest payment or miss any payment on a face amount of a government security that's backed by the full faith and credit of the American people and our government. The only way to do that is for Janet Yellen to make that decision as Secretary of the Treasury backed by Joe Biden to miss it. There's more than enough cash. We're dealing in a bankruptcy. In a bankruptcy, you always do reorganization. You do what's called a waterfall. That's what this prioritization of payments plan that's being worked on right now. Plenty of cash is coming in. Now, she won't tell us because we don't see their model, but cash is coming in. We can mathematically impute that. Wall Street can pull their hair out all they want. There's not going to be, and there's no possibility of of uh, of a default of any security. That will be covered. 
Medicare. By the way, you and, you, and I, you and I agree on that part. It is the four to five months that we will watch the Democrats, uh, you know, Hakeem Jeffries uh, and Chuck Schumer and, and Joe Biden, each with a bat in hand, beating the Republicans over the head every day, irrespective of what is happening in the investigations into weaponization of the federal government, irrespective of the Biden uh, family, uh, the crime family uh, investigation, irrespective of all of the other advances that, uh, as you say, MAGA is going to make here uh, legislatively and politically, it's all going to be lost because the headlines will be dominated by the awful Republicans who don't understand economics and who don't understand the plight of millions of Americans who are going to be harmed, going to be, whether truth or false, they will, that will be their, their, their war cry. And I've seen it too many times, Steve. I've just seen it too many times. And the Republicans, no matter how smart, how well-informed I think they are at that moment, suddenly go dumb. And it's just a fight that they can't win. Why do that when you've got so many victories in front of you? Because of this is the, those victories are important, but those victories only are at the margin. But the problem is, yes, a DOJ is out of control. Invasion on the southern border. Uh, the, the, the parents, domestic terrorists, because of this gender ideology and radical CRT and schools, all those are manifestations of the central problem. The central problem is we have an administrative state controlled by a uniparty that is a leviathan that grows every day in its scale and is funded. They have a Federal Reserve that will continue to fund it. Until we lance that boil, everything else is, I'm not saying performative because it's not, but it's mm-hmm. kind of performative. This is the fight. Look, I have my work cut out for me because I've got to convert. I've got to convert Lou Dobbs, and I've probably got to convert Trump, but uh, or at least part of it. But this is the fight we have to have, and now's the time to have it. I wanted to do this back in '17 when we had a debt ceiling issue, the, the appropriations bill, right. and uh, and the border all coming up. But because they wouldn't want to, they didn't want to fund Trump's wall, and they didn't fund Trump's wall. That was a fight we should have had then. I think we have to have it now. But like I said, Lou, as you know, I'm a dead ender on this. <laughs> so, now, part of that comes from my Goldman Sachs experience to, to take every piece of leverage and crush them with it. But I agree with you. The optics here are going to be tough, and we have to make this a teaching moment for the American people. And the mainstream right. media is going to be all over us. And quite frankly, I think big elements of Fox and other conservative ink media that you didn't see back us up. In the, in the five days to save this country, just go back to the five days, the first five days of the House, when everybody was against uh, what the 20 were doing in the six. And it turned out to basically change the arc of what's possible in this House. And it's just incredibly, incredibly positive. Even people that didn't support it in the House are saying, hey, it's great. We're on offense now, et cetera. So, yes, we have a lot of investigations. We have the appropriations fight, but we got to give the appropriators we got to give the appropriate. We have to have their back. And one of the ways, Lou, to get closer to a balanced budget is to say, hey, guess what? We're not increasing the debt ceiling. So you guys have to figure it out. And you're right. If this government shuts down, it's Biden that shuts it down, not the Republicans. And if we miss, if we default on the debt, Joe Biden and Janet Yellen default on the debt because there's plenty of cash. The cash comes in. They have every ability to pay all the interest payments and pay all the face amount of securities. And if they decide not to do it, Wall Street should understand they made a conscious decision not to do it. I've got to tell you, it's been a hoot talking with you today. 
God, I love you. God, I love you. And you have been to these fights so many times, and you have well, so I, many scars. That's why I think, I think it's great. I, well, I've got scars, but I've uh, I've given up a you know I've given up a few scars too. They uh, the, the fact of the matter the fact of the matter is the American people right now are looking at a situation that confounds our policymakers, our lawmakers. Uh, and as you said, uh, the the so-called government, uh, which is nothing more than a uniparty, uh, a, a, a deep state run by the Marxist Dems. My view is uh, very simple. Uh, this has been an engaging conversation. I hope it hasn't, uh, you know, I, I hope that everybody has uh, forgiven us are going into the weeds, but the, the weeds sometimes is exactly where the truth rests. No, let, and, let, let me say one thing to your audience. These are the types of discussions that have to happen on our side over the next couple of months. We do have a, an incredible moment to a teaching moment for the American people. Remember, Lou, as you know, having covered this now for 30, 40 years, they try to make they try to make this so obscure. They don't want the American people actually understand the budget process. They don't want them to understand the appropriations process. They don't want them to understand the Federal Reserve, how it funds the government. They want the American people to be kept in in uh, in, in blinders in that, and they, and they throw out shiny toys to people to play with. This is central to the direction of this country. The administrative state, the the the, the, the radical Marxist Dems. Who are in full, are, 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 who really man our government, right? They have a funding mechanism that allows us, allows us government to grow, to get in every aspect of your life, and they have a funding mechanism. To me, this is a fight. You gotta always follow the money. This is the way we cut them off from their oxygen, which is basically cash that the American people uh, put up either in taxes or their kids are gonna pay for it as far as debt goes. So it's, this is the fight we have to have, and we have to have many, many more conversations. Like this, because I would tell you, even among my, even among my my brethren, I think I think more come down on your side, Lou, than come down on my side. But that's why that's why I'm I'm always happy to be the hardest of the hardliners. Well, and 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 God bless you. Uh, and I'm you know I'm going to do something I hate to do because you've had so much airtime here today, but it's our role, our rule, uh, to give our guests the last word. So on top of everything else, I'm going to ask you for your Including thoughts, Steve. The last word for your audience is I always trust the wisdom of Lou Dobbs. He's a guy that's been there from the very beginning. I know President Trump learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot from him as a, as a young naval officer. I've watched Lou Dobbs. And Lou, I can tell you, you taught me a lot more than most of the class I took at Harvard Business School. So you've taught a lot. You've got tremendous wisdom. I just think it's great. you got the podcast. It's on fire. And uh, your voice is out there in, these, in this very uh, – 2023 – is going to be a very big year in American history and uh, just honored to be on the show and honored to call you a, a friend. And I assure you that is absolutely a, a reciprocal sentiment. And I thank you so much for being with us and uh, sharing your wisdom. And perhaps we can meld those, <laughs> those points of view and thoughts uh, into a policy someday. Uh, Steve Bannon, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you. Love you, brother. Thank you so much for having me. The mega warrior, Steve Bannon. He's a great American, a great friend, and I had a lot of fun with that discussion. And you might have noticed that neither one of us changed his mind. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow, we take up the Biden scandal and the role of the FBI and deep state in what is a worsening presidential corruption scandal. Our guest tomorrow is former FBI Assistant Director Chris Swecker. 
Please join us right here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.